Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's time for Next Gen Friday. We are so excited about the future of our fellowship that we highlight the 40 and under pastors of CFM. We hope you are inspired by the deep bench of pastors and leaders coming up around the world. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm blessed. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, uh, amen. Um, I'm really glad to be here this morning. Uh, I just want to say thank you to my pastor, Pastor Warner, for this invitation. For me, it's, it's an honor to be here. Uh, it's, a, it's a blessing. Uh, I was... Uh, here for the first time in, two, in the year 2000, uh, where the, they sent me out that, that conference with Pastor Roman Gutierrez and other pastors uh, from here. And I remember the first day, I was so desperate to get into the sanctuary. Then uh, they, they were having a, a concert on the side, but I just ran inside the, the sanctuary. I just want to see it. And I remember that Brother Sean Scheid was playing the piano. It was like, almost like a movie, you know? He was playing the piano. Everything was quiet. And I was inside, and Pastor Warner was behind me. <laughs> so I surrendered immediately. <laughs> now, it was a great time. So before, before uh, we go to the sermon, I just want to, because I have this opportunity to be here with you, I want to just thank you for, for the invitation and everything. I just want to show you a little bit. You know that we changed buildings in 2019, uh, we were in a very tiny 2,500 square feet building for, for everything, nurseries, uh, everything. But the Lord gave us the chance to three blocks from where we, where we were before. 
give us a, a building of 18,000 square feet, which is three floors of 6,000 each, 6,000 feet each. So I brought, I brought some pictures for you to see it. Uh, this is the second floor. Uh, we put some, some screens because we had the, the conference, and we gathered like a 350 people on the second, on the second floor. That is the first floor, with which we have the nurseries, uh, kitchen, everything. Uh, we, we can gather another three-something there. And the other picture, uh, that one is the sanctuary with 400 or 500. If it's Argentinas, we can fit 600. No? But anyway, it's, uh, that was the, the, the conference time, a uh, great time for us. And, and the last one is that in the last uh, uh, October, we planted another six churches in the country, so we are almost 50 ch churches in Argentina now. Hallelujah. But all that happened because in 1986, Pastor Kim Pensinger from this church went to Argentina, and I got saved in 1990 under him. He was my pastor for three years, and he really kicked my butt. That was awesome. <laughs> He really discipled me and helped me a lot and, and, and put something inside of me, that, that desire to see the, the, the will of God. And I am here because uh, you believe, you know, in 1986 that God can do something in, our, in my country. So I want to say thank you to you because all that is happening right now is because your passion and your love for the nations. Thank you very much. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So yeah, that was a wonderful song. Nathan used to be the, the El Bebe, the little bebe, now it's El Bebote. You know, it's huge now, but it's a great, great blessing. It's an amazing, an amazing uh, person. So let's open our Bibles in, in Acts chapter 12. You know that for me, English is really hard, and I have to read almost like a 10, 10 Bible verses. You understand? That's a lot. For me, it's a lot. But anyway, I want to I preach to you this morning about something, uh, the sermon that I call Mission Impossible. Because for, for the teenagers, they believe that Tom Cruise is the one with the Mission Impossible you know, thing, but it's not true. That was a 1960, 1970, you know, a TV series where guys with a high technology like cassettes, you know, <laughs> And mask uh, make the most incredible missions, uh, impossible missions, and stuff like that. But I want to show you what a real mission impossible is, and it's in the Bible. So I want to I want to go with you through through the text, and I want to show you because one of the main things about our, our lives is uh, that we can achieve a lot of things through prayer. Can you say Amen? So let's let's go to the Bible and let's read patiently with me. You know, these this verses in Acts chapter 12, verse 1 through, through 10. The Bible says, Not about the time Herod the king stretched out his hands to harass some from uh, the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because uh, he saw that it pleased the Jew, he proceeded Further to size Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread, 
So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to, to four squad of four soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him in the church, by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping bound with two chains between two soldiers and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now, now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him and a light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel says to him, Gear yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he says to him, Put on your garments and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but, uh, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they were past the first and the second guard post, they come to the iron gate and lead, that leads uh, to the city, which opened it uh, to him on its own accord. In other translations, say by itself. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. Amen. Ay, ay, ay. That was long. <laughs> Hallelujah. So first of all, I want to I talk to you about, you know, the, the problem uh, with, that we have is the attack. Because in this, in, in this uh, scripture, we understand that it's an addiction of sin. Herod saw that he killed, uh, killed, he killed James and oh, the, that thing really likes to the, to the, to the Jews. So he, you know, hold uh, Peter and says, well, I will kill him too. And this is a kind of thing that sin always is the same. When it starts, uh, if you don't cut it, uh, cut off straight away, it will take you to a never ending downhill path. And that is, that is one of the main things. So now Peter, um, uh, is in prison and, and Herod wants to kill him. And one little background that I want to give you about that is that because he was another leader of the early church, they, they tried before to put Peter in jail and Herod, which was a kind of psycho guy, uh, he really knew about that. And in Spanish, we have an expression that we say, a papa, no. That's like I say, uh, you will not do that to me. You understand? To, to this daddy? No, 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 no. So Herod says, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You maybe escaped prison before. That is in Acts 5, 18 and 19. Say they arrested the apostles and put him in the public jail. But an angel of the Lord came at night, opened the gate of the jail and brought them out. Are you with me? So so this Herod, which was a psycho, he knew that Peter escaped before. So he said, no, 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 no. A papa? You say, a papa? No. 
So he started to do something very interesting. He put Peter in a place, I will tell you, I will let you know later why, in a place called, in a fortress called Antonia in the middle of Jerusalem, which uh, was, a, 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 you know, the Roman garrison over there with three uh, guard posts and a security and a huge door, iron door. So it was absolutely impossible for him to escape. And let me tell you something, Satan always trusts his methods. Can you say amen? He, he believes that he can uh, attack you or put you underground and you will never uh, stand up, that you will never move forward and you will always get stuck in your same problem, same problem, same problem, same thing, same thing. Can you say amen? So what happened here is uh, when you try to analyze, when you're in a mission impossible, when you're in the uh, impossible things in your life, if you try to analyze that in a normal uh, way or in, a, in, a, in, let's say, in the physical realm, that will be very, very bad for you. So when God intervenes, there are things that we have to do. So here is the thing, because I want to preach you about prayer, but in a totally different way, because I want to show you some dynamics that happens, you know, like Pastor Peter Ajala preached about, preaching about the, the demons, you know, that they move in, in, on the earth, they move around you. Can you say amen? So you are very naive if you think that, no, no, nothing happened to me, or this is, no, 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 no. Hell is all around us trying to kill us. Can you say amen? So we have to fight back. So this is the thing. So God, uh, when God intervenes, there's some things that we have to do with him. And this is the pow powerful part of the story. Because in verse 7 and 8, the Bible said, Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and the light shone in the prison, and he stuck Peter, uh, struck Peter on the, on the side and raised him up. First of all, if they were going to kill me, I will not be sleeping like a baby. But Peter was... Dormido. He was sleeping like a baby. I would be, you know, hanging on the, on, on the roof almost. But, but he trusts in God. Can you say amen? So what happens here is the lesson here is when you're in an impossible situation, there are certain things that you can do. It's not all up on God. Because I, I tell you what happened in Argentina. I'm pretty, pretty sure that that thing's not happened here. But when you are in, a, in, a, in an impossible situation, the people in Argentina says, well, there is nothing that I can do, so I've just been here waiting, doing absolutely nothing. Are you with me? So here is, is, is the thing. He said, wake up soon. In other words, there is no time to sleep. There is no time to regret. There is no time to cry. In Argentina, we have a, a, a little syndrome that we call PDM syndrome. It's pobrecito de mi syndrome. <laughs> you know, it's a very complicated syndrome in my country. You know, oh, they love to cry, you know. Mm -hmm. All day. Second, the Bible says that soon as he, he wake up and he rise up, the Bible says that the change fell off. So the, when you get up, God starts to move in your life because he wants to move you forward. Can you say amen? The third thing that happened is he changes, so put his sandals on. In other words, then let's work together on this. So you are there. Okay, stand up, put, put, uh, get on, and let's move. Let's work together. And that's the thing. And the fourth thing is follow me. Because now it's very important when you are in an impossible situation, 
really, really follow God. Like I was saying on the video, uh, we, we are not allowed to plan anything because with the inflation that we have, all prices change every day, every two days. So you don't know what things were going to cost in a month. If you don't believe in, if you don't really trust in God, I tell you what happened. You enter in panic mode and you don't want to do anything. Are you with me? But I say, no, no, not going to happen. We will follow Jesus. We'll follow him and let him, you know, have the last word. So the second thing that I want to talk to you is about the unseen battle here. Because the battle uh, that we don't see is here. Herod's soldiers is like that. So I want to show you now the picture of Lantonia that I pretty sure saw that was behind me before. But let me show you the picture of Lantonia. Why the scholars believe that that was in Lantonia? Because the Bibles uh, tell us there was an iron door. Iron, uh, doors, but that time, was not made of iron, were made by wood. And the only iron gate inside of Jerusalem was, guess where? Guess where? Lantonia was the Roman fortress. Now, by the way, the name Lantonia is because Herods thought that the wife cheat on him, and just in case, he kill her. And, they, and then after, she say, oh, but I really love her. Let's put his name here. Really nice, you know? <laughs> really nice guy. Anyway, well, so Lantonia is there. So that is the, the Roman fortress, and, and it's something that happened during the Passover, which is this time, that is very, very critical. The, the, the Jews start became very happy and excited about freedom and stuff like that. So Romans always added a special regiment of between 1,500 to 2,000 extra soldiers just in case that the Jewish people start to think that they can be free. You understand? So in Lantonia about that time was around more than 2,000 soldiers, the iron doors and the bars and the two Navy SEALs teams, Praetorian guys, you know, guarding uh, these men. But that time, I start to hear, I don't know, a music. You know? You know that music? Come on. 16, 16 uh, elite forces guys, you know, three posts, the iron door in the middle of Lantonia, 2,000 soldiers. Yes or no? Oh, and by the way, we have 48 hours before we kill Peter. <laughs> Peter will be... Yes or no? It's not a mission impossible. But, because Satan and your flesh always believe that you will not escape. But now, on the other, on the other hand, where soldiers in the church, verse 5 says, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Please, can you say with me, by constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. This is very critical. Remember that for the end of the sermon. So here is the thing. They were, uh, they were, uh, they were in, in, in a specific location, all the church praying together Constantly praying, praying, because it was absolutely impossible. Verse 12, so when they uh, had considered this, he uh, came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, those uh, whose surname was Mark, when Ma where 
many were gathered together praying. So here is an Every verse that you see here is praying, praying, praying for one reason, because this is absolutely impossible. They didn't care about the 16 elite Praetorian soldiers that were guarding him. They didn't care about the fortress nor Herod. They didn't care. They just pray anyway. In in other words, when you're in a mission impossible, if you start to look in your odds, you say, I I, I not even want to pray. And this is what happened with a lot of people. When people go to pray, they just go to... Uh, 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 amen. Ay, Chihuahua. <laughs> you know, what is that? Oh, I was praying. Uh, no, 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 it's, it's, not, it's not that. No, what are you doing? So, they didn't care about the obstacles. They continued prayer. Let, let, Listen, Spurgeon also say one time, prayer should be the key of the day and the lock of the night. Can you say amen? So when like-minded people pray together, prayer becomes very, very, very powerful. So here is the, the, this, this church praying, and they're not thinking, you know, the guy with the hoodie that knocked the door, you know, thunder. You know, okay, give me the password, thunder. So he entered with the blueprints of Lantonia. You know, okay, look, Thomas, Thomas team will, will take care of the guards. And, you know, Andrew team will, came with a helicopter and make distraction. No, 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 they are not thinking that way. They are thinking totally different. They are thinking that beside, it's no time left because they're going to kill him, Peter, next day. So here is the thing, and this is why Prayer is so important when you are in a desperate situation. It's a teamwork. Hello? Because many times when we pray, we, we think that we are alone praying. No, 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 no. It's a teamwork. It's a team effort. Can you say amen? So prayer always is, is about teamwork. And here you, we see three parts. One is the church is praying because they are meeting uh, with Marcus or in Marcus' house. Can you say amen? All the churches praying together. Second, Christians are obeying Peter, putting on, on, on clothing. And third, God is moving because the angel is guiding Peter. So four supernatural things happened on, in, in this, in this, and in, in, took place in this, in this moment. First of all, is the helplessness of the guards. Because the number eight, you know that the numbers in the Bible many times means different things. Seven is the name of, you know, it's the number of the Lord. Six is the number of the man. Well, guess what? Eight is a very, very interesting number. Eight means one abounding in strength. And how many guards we have, you know, guarding Peter? Sixteen. In another, in another words, I will put all my effort for you to be in bondage all your life. Can you say amen? So I will put not eight, 16, the double, just in case that you think that you will be free, just in case that you think that, uh, that things are going to change around you. But the Bible says in Mark 10, uh, 27, but Jesus looking at them and says, with men it is impossible. Can you say amen? But not with God for him, for, uh, for with God, all things are possible. So our strength is greater and our joy when he is strengthening us. So here it is what is happening, that 
the first thing that happened is, soon as they start to pray, soon as, you know, Peter obey, praying, obedience, second, second movement, change fell off. Are you with me? So let me share with you a story that is what happening. Uh, I have uh, two sisters in my church. Their names were, is, her names are um, Marianela and Gladys. And the Marianela and Gladys' mother, she had a lymphoma cancer. But that lymphoma cancer was not only one, it was two lymphoma cancers, two, type, two different types. One absolutely very, very aggressive, and other ones at the same time. So the doctors decide to make a huge chemo, and they put a, oh my, in, in English, a, a catheter? Well, that thing. Here, boom. To pass all the, you know, chemo medication. So when they did that, the, literally the chemo uh, wipe out all the white cells of the body, literally, all the white cells, no white cells in the body. So what happening is that creating a huge, massive infection on the catheter here. And she started going down, 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 down. So she called me one, one afternoon and said, Pastor, the, the doctors called all my family to saying that my mom is dying and she will not survive this night. So it was around 15 relatives outside the, the, you know, the oh, intensive care unit. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. That, that place. Intensive care. Okay, so, so we're like a 15 people outside, you know, literally, literally mourning, you know, Rosa. Rosa's the name of the, the mother. So they, they were literally mourning there. So I, when I get inside the, the, that unit, the, the scene was horrible because she had a tracheo, tracheotomy or something like that, you know, with a tube here, a gel on, on the eyes here because they, they put in some kind of gel here. They, they, they all, she was, uh, you know, horrible situation with IVs through, through all the body. And I don't know how to explain in, 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 in English, but let, let me explain what I saw. It's like a, a vacuum from here to take out the pus from, from, from here for, because she was in very, very bad shape. So when I saw all that, of course, it was absolutely in, uh, horrible. And I started to pray for her. And I, st- I started to, you know, uh, curse the infirmity, curse cancer. And I started to pray for her, say, Lord, I don't care what I'm seeing. I believe it in you for a miracle. So when I went out, you didn't realize all, all the families there, a few of them are crying. You know, they're all really, really bad. And when I went out, I, I told them, I just pray for Rosa. And I told Rosa that she owed me a dinner. <laughs> they started to look at me if I was psycho, crazy, some kind of, well, other words. And I say, yes, I told Rosa. Rosa, you owe me a dinner because I didn't come, I don't come to pray for people for free. <laughs> and I said to all of them, I told her, 
she owed me a dinner. And I said, if she is alive, I will believe in God and I will keep praying for her. I don't care what I'm seeing. And better you stop mourning and start to pray for her. And, and listen, and one of the daughters-in-law, one of the daughters-in-law looked at me and said, if she recovered, I will cook for you for a month. And I said, I take it. <laughs> I take it, sister. <laughs> Hallelujah. So what happened is this. That night, that night, the infection stops. That night, the white cells start to recover. She passed that night. She passed the second night. She passed the third night. And there is Rosa. That was a month later. I don't know if you can see. It's like a little white thing on, 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 on that side. Let, let me show you the other one. But not the last one. I remember that I told you that don't do that. We have another. I have another picture. If you can put it on the screen. No? Okay. No, no problem. Well, so what happened is, is this. Rosa, that was a month after. When I was visiting her, and, and I was, in 15 minutes that I was there, was like a, um, six, seven doctors over there. And I said, hey, Rosa, look, they really take care of you. And she was looking to the, to the sister and saying, no, 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 they, are not, they don't come to take care of me. They come because I'm supposed to be, be dead. I had to be dead and I'm alive, so I'm kind of a thing, you know? So what, I'm, what, I, what I want to tell you is this. When prayer removes the change that holds you in the past, can you say Amen. Prayer, you know, it removes the change that holds you in the pain, in mental bondage, in emotional past, whatever. The Bible says in John 8, 36, say, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Can you say amen? So this is not a little bit free or around something or more or less or kind of free. The Bible says free, and He want to deliver you. Can you say amen? So this is one of the things that really, really... And it starts to trigger uh, something in me because what happens here is the Bible says that he crossed three posts, two posts and an iron gate. And this is so, so important because three checkpoints without being noticed. The Bible says in, 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 in verse 10, they passed the first and the second guard post and came to the iron gate leading by the city. And this Open it uh, for them by itself. Listen, this is very important, by itself. And this is what really amazed me about this text because you have two guards changed uh, and in a cell door with another, you know, two guards in the, in the front, 12 uh, guards in, the, in front, two posts, plus an iron gate, which is a huge thing, a huge technology by that time. You know, it was not normal for people, you know, watch or see iron gates. So here is the thing. The Bible talk about doors as a place, places of access. Can you say amen? And Jesus says in John 10, 9, yes, I am the gate. 
So he is the access, he is the door, and Jesus says absolutely, he was absolutely clear with us when he says in Matthew 16, 18, and I also say to you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. Gates of hell in one of the, 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 the translations says, it's the war room. It's a place where, you know, the, the hell, all hell is plotting against you. It's thinking about how how kill you. And I let me tell you something. I don't care all the plots of hell. I believe in the one that can destroy them. You know, and really, really can change the things. And one of the things is this. God really want to talk, uh, talk to you this morning about, honestly, how are you praying? Uh, help me. And you fell asleep? Or really say, hey, let's make a teamwork here, Lord. Can you say amen? Let's work together on this. Because one thing that is a very, very clear message for desperate times like this is in John uh, 20, uh, 2011. No, 19 says, when then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, then when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and, and said to him, peace be with you, which means this, there is no door that will stop me. You close, you lock all the doors that you want, you put all the, 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 you know, the defense that you wanted, I will enter in anyway. You will not stop me. I, and God want to be really, really clear with us. There is no door that can prevent the risen Lord to, the, who conquered the death for entering in your life and help you, your heart, your circumstances, and remove your fear. So... Here is the, the, the fascinating thing about this, that story. Because in, in the text, the Bible says, in the verse 10, in other versions, says this. Say with me. This door opened by itself in front of them. The word by itself, it's very, very important here for one reason. Is the Latin word, or, or the word, the, the root of that word is the word automatos. You know, where our word automatic, or automatically, you know, came. So which means is this, for you and I, it's very easy, you know, picture this. Because every time that you enter Walmart or any store, the doors, what happened with the doors? They're open. Automatically, So for you and I, it's almost nothing. But you need to understand, you need to think in an iron gate, an iron door, which is absolutely impossible for people, you know, to move forward or, or try to open that kind of incredible, massive door that open by itself, automatically, automatos, okay? Just think of this, automatos. So something Absolutely outstanding happens here. And guess what? Let me, let me show you this because it's, it's very interesting. That word by itself or automatos is only one more time in the Bible. That's it. And let me show you where it is. 
And why is so important? In Mark 4, 28, say, For the earth yield crops by automatos. Okay? First the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. And you say, so what is the connection? Oh, it's powerful. Listen, this is, this is why it's so important. How many knows that when you have a seed, if you have a seed in your hand, what happened? If I have a seed in my hand, what happened? Nothing. Zero. Okay? But if I take that seed and put it and plant it in the ground, what happens? Some things by itself, automatos, start to take place. Yes or no? First the root, then the blade, then this, and la plantita, las hojitas, everything. Okay? Which means this. If you don't pray, which is what the, the, the hell wants for you, if you don't pray, it's like you hold the seed in your hand. Oh, Lord, why you don't help me? Man. You are evil to me, you know? No. Soon as you start to pray, there's some things that are designed to automatically start to happen. Because remember, they were all praying together where? In Marcus' house. And things start automatically set in motion. Are you with me? That's why when you are praying and you are... And you die there. It's not good. <laughs> because you need to understand this. It's a teamwork every time that you pray. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm excited about praying for this reason. Because every time that I pray, I believe that something automatically is setting in motion. I'm not seeing that. I don't know how. I don't know how that works. But I really believe that something, boom, is setting in motion. That's why altar calls are so important. And I, I will tell you what happened in my church, not here. Sometimes when I make, the, uh, I, I, I make the altar call, some people in the chairs are sleeping. And you can hear it. It's almost like a Darth Vader, you know? Thing. Man, they are having the dreams of their lives. Ay, Chihuahua. <laughs> and, and, and the worst part is that after the service, they came and said, thank you, Pastor. That was a great sermon. <laughs> and I don't get it, you know, but anyway. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. So they're missing the chance to set some things in motion in their lives. So this is the... Incredible part. I don't know if we have it, the, the, the last picture of Rosa. You know, Rosa entered in my church six months later. This is Rosa. <laughs> Hallelujah. With Marianela and Gladys. She entered in the church and testified that Jesus really is alive. And prayer is absolutely effective. And by the way, they, they cannot find out cancer on her. They say it's not there. It's not there anymore. So one of the incredible things that happened here is that here is two final lessons that when I read it and I say, Lord, 
these, these Jewish people must be Argentinians. In, in, in somehow we have to have some kind of Jewish roots with these guys because we are exactly the same in Argentina. No, I say, when I read it and I say, ay, Chihuahua, we are the same. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. So let, 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 me, let me tell you what happens here sometimes because God is not going to do everything for us. Here is Peter in change. You know, so the, 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 the angel says, okay, stand up, get on, let's go. Boom, fell, uh, you know, the change fell off. The guards, the, the, you know, the, 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 the post guards, the, you know, the, the iron door open. And now he's in the streets. And the Bible says that he walked one block and the angel says, hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> ¿Qué pasó? ¿Qué pasó? No, so he's there. Let, why you don't grab me a taxi or something and, and took me to the, you know, to Marcus' house? No, no, no. Because there are certain things that God designed for us to do. Not the angel. Can you say amen? And so Peter has to walk all the way down to the house of Marcus. Okay? Now this is the interesting part of the story. Oh, my goodness. I chihuahua. Listen. Because there, if you read the Bible, the Bible says that was uh, one of the sisters of the church, her name was Rode or Rode. For us, it will be Rosa or Rosita, okay? So, so you are the church, okay? We are in Mark house. I will be Rosa, okay? And you are the church, and you will be praying for, for Peter, okay? We will act this. You understand? This is a drama thing. I'm very dramatic. I don't know if you noticed, know but it's a drama thing. So listen, listen. You are the church. You are praying for, for, for Peter to be, oh Lord, I have, and I'm, I'm Rosita, and somebody's knocking the door. Okay? And look at what happened. Rosa opened, opened a little bit the, the little window there and saw Peter. So she ran and came to the church. And listen what happened in verse 15. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not saying anything that is outside the Bible, okay? The Bible says, but they say to her, you are beside yourself. Other translations say you are absolutely crazy. Yet she kept insisting that it was so, so they said, it is his angel, okay? So now, we will make the drama. I'm Rosa, you're praying. And I will tell you that Peter is outside and you have to tell me that I'm absolutely crazy, okay? No, wait, 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 no, fair. <laughs> We're trying to set the, the, the stage here. If you don't do right, we'll repeat it, okay? So... Peter is outside. Church, 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 church. Peter is outside. No, 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 no. You believe me. Peter is outside. Come on, come on, come on. Keep going. No, no, no. Shut, shut up. Peter is outside. Come on. Say it. Say it. Say it. Come on, come on. No, 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 no. Peter is outside. Shut up. 
get out of this outside. Now, this is the funny, funny part. That's why I'm telling you, these people belong to Argentina, I tell you. And they came with that outstanding, incredible revelation. You need to understand, this is the Holy Ghost, early church, baptized from heaven. Okay? At the end, look at what they say. Read it with me. So they say, let me translate that in, into Spanish or better into Spanglish. Okay? It is his angel means that they were saying to Rosa this thing. You know what? This is what happened. I'm pretty sure. Herod killed Peter. Peter is dead. Now his zombie spirit is arise and now it's knocking the door. It's his angel. Read another translation. This is exactly what it's saying. He's saying, no, it must be his ghost, his phantom, his this, his that. So it's a zombie in our, in our, in our modern world. So why I'm saying that? Listen, because these people, church people, believers, they were more prone to believe that Peter was dead that his spirit arise, the zombie is knocking the door, <laughs> then simply that God answered their prayers. Now, we are all equals there. Can you say amen? God want to help you. No. <laughs> are you with me? No, really, God want to answer your prayer. No. Must be his angel. <laughs> so what means is, is this. Actually, I, I learned how to say that in, in Chinese. Ni fong la means you are crazy. So... What I'm trying to say is this. The answer was not much easier than that. God had simply answered their prayers, and Peter was knocking at the door. Let me tell you something. God want to answer your prayers. And I don't care what your mission impossible is all about. Jesus can make it happen. And Jesus want to help you this morning in your impossible missions. Let me tell you how this, this story ends. The 16 Roman soldiers were killed. Herod dies worm-eaten in his pride. And Peter escapes, and the gospel continued to be spread. How is, this is how the end of the story is all about. So this morning, I want to challenge you. There is no mission impossible for God, for Jesus. And you have to do your part. And start to put set emotions, th set things in motion, and you will see how the Lord will start automatically start to move things in your life, and you will start to see His glory. Can you say Amen? amen. Let's bow our heads for a moment, please. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. 
Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.